Welcome to the Three Points of Articulation podcast. My name is Jamie Wills, as per normal, joined by someone who calls his girlfriend Nintendo Wii because he turned her on once and put her in the loft. It's Dan Bassett. Twice, and I have proof. <laughs> yeah, I think the videotape of her asking for her parents to come and collect her is not proof. We're also joined by two more guests this week, mainstays of the three POA. Oh, geez, I think would be the term used. Let's start with uh, with Johnny Flashback. Johnny, how are you? Been a while. I was expecting some sort of um, witty introduction like you did with Dan and like you do every week. I'm a bit disappointed. I, I apologise. Um, I'm trying to think of one now. Yeah. Um, you're a turd, or as Dan calls it, one of three. <laughs> <laughs> the old sandbagging. <laughs> Um, and Adam Blackburn is also here. He's a, a ring arouser. So a ring announcer. How are you doing? Both, both I am. He's both to me. I really thought you were going to go down the route of the red ring of death when you talked about the computer console. First of all, what no, that's um, I had that once, not the physical one, the the Xbox three hundred and sixty red ring of death. Why don't you hugged it with a towel? It fixed it, and it did. Yeah, which is weird. It sort of to smother it. Um, catch up from last week. We saw the debut of the pointies. Uh, the first two rounds have been and gone. Uh, Mattel Elite Hour and Ultimate. The winner of that one was the Ultimate Survivor Series set, Gobbledygooker and The Undertaker, with around 30%. I say around because I looked at it and went, that's one. It's around 30%, and then just deleted it rather than screenshotting because well done me. But it's around 30%, and it won. That's the important thing. That's shady as fuck. Like you and Stephen Ozer, because clearly, like he's obviously like trying to angle for these awards to sell his dolly's neck. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, only reason we created it was just so Steve Ozer can win something. Uh, well done, Steve. Yeah. Well, done. Steve well it's, it's only three to the final where he'll probably lose the zombie anyway. So. Yeah, that's true. Steve and team. Yeah. Who has the best Chinese children? Um. AW Jazzwares was also up with the San Diego Comic Con Sting taking the victoire at 38%. Um, landslide victory, no matter how many times Dan tried to vote for the others. I voted only once. But anyway. accidentally used the three points of articulation page and voted twice. <laughs> oh, well done. Accidentally. You, you big bunts. <laughs> Uh, we had Callum from CMW Toys on last week. Uh, we talked about everything except for what we're supposed to talk about, which was about what he does for Epic and his colouring in and stuff. But um, ten yeah. prototypes. So we've covered last week. Now we can move on. Yeah, that's just an update for that. He has uh, he paints the prototypes for Epic. There, never speak of it again. Uh, until he's on. We have one in the next few weeks again to actually do what we were meant. And also, as well, from the conversation, I bought the Nitro Arena, the Toy Biz one. Um, <laughs> just you felt did. like you did. To not. be fair, in the first incarnation of three points of articulation, that's what I'm to me. And we talked about Toy Biz in the arena, then I went and bought it. So that's right. 
How much did you pay for your one? I sort of. Oh. I don't remember. Maybe less that than fifty. Coy. That was coy. That it was coy. Yeah. It was. <laughs> I like it. I like I it. Don't remember. A gentleman never tells. You know, full well that Fallon is the sort of guy that keeps all his receipts for over the years, just in case. Wait, I, I could find it if I search through emails, but I'm, I'm, one of, I'm one of them sticks. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, you have to poke it through. Uh, it was cost me thirty quid. I was only missing a bit of scaffolding, which was, which isn't too bad. Not bad, not bad. I don't know where I'm going to put it, but well, well, I know where I put everything that comes in the post to me. We're not, no, yeah. no. Um, <laughs> let's have some news before Dan starts putting things up his bummer again. It's just some sexy boys. Talk about some new toys It's just some sexy boys Talk about some new toys Check these things out girls Hands on the merchandise Let's start with Aldi Because ooh, that lovely little German That German market uh, They have the Hulk Hogan and John Cena Mask and hands. Oh, start the episode off fresh. Um, 15 quid a pop. Do you reckon they'll probably fit? I reckon fending. I reckon you can get these on your hands and your head. So I think the rest of us are fucked. I reckon you're good. Do you think people are scalped or trying to? Oh, oh, it's white people. It's England, of course. (laughs) There's no way that people are going to pay more than 15 quid for these. That's true. No, it's not true. I reckon people will. Once again, it's white people. They'll buy anything. I have a friend who like buys like the air fryers on special offer and bunks them on eBay and keeps a few bottles. No, you have a friend that steals air fryers and sells them on the back of a van. No. You oh. do. Why lie? Oh, English <laughs> and known to us all. <laughs> friend is you. Um, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what, these need to be extra padded, these fists, because I can see... The Sun and the Daily Star and all the newspapers like that being filled with things after Christmas. My kid was knocked out by Christmas present, blah, blah, blah. It's going to happen. John Cena knocked out my son. Yeah. Hulk Hogan knocked out my daughter. I mean, they probably will do because it's wrestling, but these things already exist with like Hulk hands. They're exactly the same already on the market, but wrestling gets to blame for everything, so probably will happen. New Jack used the hog hands in a match during TNA. Why? Uh, he hit someone off the apron through a table whilst wearing them. What oh, was New Jack in TNA? I saw it the other day. Come on. Um, better than stabbing people, so fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd take the hog hands over a stabbing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, start off. Hot and get even hotter with the WWE Bendham's box sets. Oh, even the promotional picture was broken. <laughs> the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> the, the picture they've used in the studio had a broken box. Good start. I, how I don't, I actually just got there's a prototype and it got damaged on route, maybe. But I mean, people have been finding the loose ones on, on shelves recently. So it can't be too far away, do you know what I mean? 
But in Main Event Icons, you get The Rock, Charlotte Flair, John Cena, Hulk Hogan, Roman Reigns, and Bruno San Martino. Who are you going to have a match with Charlotte Flair with? Absolutely no one so far. So good luck with that. You also yeah. get the Bendens Legend Pack Legendes, which is the Spanish for legends. Butchered that. Apologies to all the. I think they're in Canada, so it could be French. Apologies to everyone. Um, <laughs> please, please tune in to the most racist podcast. <laughs> uh, Austin take uh, Hulk Hogan and Z Rock, as they call it in uh... Z Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Come in and give it the old big je suis. Um, and also there's another pack of Rey Mysterio, Seth Rollins, John Cena, and Roman Reigns. And then there's individual packs which look just as shit, but on their own. This is Christmas tat. Christmas, Christmas tat. All the kids are one. It really is. Did you um wake up on Christmas morning with this under your tree? You... I might be, you know, because me and my missus have a thing where she buys me something wrestling related every Christmas, but she has no idea about wrestling. So it's like really hit and miss what she gets me. So I, I could well end up with this. Yeah. Yeah. My brother does it with me. Like, uh, I've got like Tatty's found and also a warlord elite. Like, so, you know, over the years, cool things. Like that, you know? so... Last year I got a rocktopus. That was my favorite so Ooh. far. Which was the rock head and octopus legs. Ooh. Magic. That's um how much that's that about? Oh god knows. Twenty squid. That, am I? <laughs> um I got it, got it, got it. Thank you. Um Rush Toys showed off the French Angel updated sculpt. Um anyone who doesn't think this is shit? Uh, also shit and paid for eighteen months ago. What the fuck is he doing? Like- Same. I was um, one of those mugs as well, Daniel. Yeah. yeah well, so. think of think of the money you're gonna get when this comes in, though. That's that's you're laughing away to your bank there, Johnny. To be fair, I have sold a couple of the Rush toys and I have made a profit on them. So, fair enough. do you mean Z Rush toys? Z it's French. Sure. Isn't it? Is that La La Rush toys? Why are we talking about French toys? What's that got to do with? Rome? Well, that was because the Bendons set. Bendons brick Canadian packets, and then French Angel. It was, just, yeah. it was easier for the French angle than this. Major Bendy's Vlad. Um, we saw we, showed, we saw last week the FC figure collections were doing the uh, the retro for Vlad, which. Oh. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I was quite happy with that then. I'm not too bad for them. I mean, I'm not going to buy them, but I don't mind them being around and existing. Fair place to Vlad to get all the money you can. Oh, yeah. The Bendy looks all right, to be fair. It's, it's you know, it's, it's quite basic. I mean, he's got quite a lot of tattoos based on watching the show, which don't seem to be on the Bendy. Um, but it, it looks all right for a Bendy. Maybe the... Um... The tattoos were owned by someone, so they they couldn't use it. Also, I don't know. Like Randy Orton did with that game a few years ago. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the person who designed the one on him got a few pounds or something. Yeah, that was it. She sued them. Yeah, place to her. Nice. Uh, Father James Mitchell has some BCW variants. Um, more than more than likely, what it is is obviously there's minimums to this sort of thing. So. 
it'll just be a case of have some extra variance in there just to try and shift some more numbers. So once again, it's yes, Daniel. I wouldn't think there's anything sinister about it. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> um uh, yeah, something to say about this these figures. It does really represent the old BCS style manager, but at the same time it looks terrible. But then the BCS look terrible, so it is a good representation of the old figures. So is that a job well done or a job badly done in twenty twenty three? Um, it's a good homage. Yeah, I guess. So I'm not. I'm not a massive follower of of Sinister Minister. Do, does he look happy all the time? Because if these are supposed to look sinister, they've done a terrible, terrible job. It's like um, it just looks like he's really, really happy. It's more. I'm trying to think of an example in the real world. Um. Like sort of derail or sinister, I guess would be the term. Sort of like an evil, an evil laugh. Marriage the best one, and and uh, the image of him in in your mind would be of him evil, happy. Oh, <laughs> I think um, Joseph not, Fritzl not, not over the rainbow happy like it comes across here. Maybe no, no that's smiling. I uh, drove through a rainbow the other day. Interesting fact: at like the bottom of the rainbow was like right in front of me on the road. Of course, she did, Jamie. Did didn't see Dan there? Bullshit. <laughs> um, I would have been. There's no skills either. Uh, we also saw the headbangers variants too. Um, I mentioned last week. Obviously, I didn't really want to. I, I was going to buy a headbangers set because they looked quite cool, but the variants didn't really cut it for me. I think the OG ones, the standard ones, look look better. The skirt colors in particular look better on the original ones, and I think the. The other ones are sort of basic green skirts. There's nothing, nothing that pops at all about the chase or variant, whatever you want to call it. No, look like um, boarding school girls. I do think the figures, the base figures, the good are pretty good. Um, do good representation of a Hasbro as well. So I think yeah. they've knocked them apart with that. Just looking at. It. Yeah, and then they're due in. I think they gave an update the other day. Um, action figures that I did. Well, they're due in December ish. So, if there's no bedrooms under your tree, there could be some headbangers under there. Banging. There won't be because I'll buy it for myself, and maybe I'll put it under the tree for the wife. I, I buy myself things at Christmas and go like two Daniel from Daniel. <laughs> fucking sad case. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think for myself, three Christmases ago, it's a four horsemen set, classic 1912 elites. Uh, yeah, still fond of it. There you go. It's a, it's a nice set. It's it's lost its value quite a lot over the last two years or so, but it's... Um... I was going to say the opposite there. I thought it had started to slightly creep back, because when it came out, it was in like B&M and stuff, so... Oh, I, I maybe it's... I was, I'm thinking of the days where it was like 50, 60 quid. I think I sold mine for like 60 quid. I think, yeah. I've sold one recently for about 50, 60 quid. But yeah, the, back in the day, there were 30 originally, then they got reduced to 15. So that's how, like, the, where the value was back then. So it obviously is creeping up. They always do. And that's how you perceive good figures is, is how much they are. It's any way we could do it. Isn't it? Uh, Mark Romero. Yeah, well, Mark Merrow from Grapplers and Gimmicks. Um, it seems like every week we've got loads of Mitch news. 
He um he is to rest of the figures what Domino's is to Italy. Um, Mark Merrow, the wild man. Did you catch a wind of this? I like the pose. I think the pose is quite good. Yeah, it reminds me an awful lot of the second warrior figure. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. I'd, I'd have to say if it looked anything like the render, it's going to be a good figure, but mm. we've seen with Mitch countless times they never ever look as good as they originally intended. Yeah, I think maybe you'll come out and say it's it's now called the mild man, Mark Merrow, because there's no nothing wild in Hasbro's. It's captured quite a lot of good things though. It's got the the really intense stir, and I think the skin tone on the render image looked good um, for that period of time. It was very very dark. Um, so yeah, it look, looks good. Looking forward to seeing that. Dan, you uh, you're playing with your Savio there. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's his finished maneuver is the Bariqua beatdown I see from the card. I'm just taking it off the card as we speak concurrently. Oh well, talk us through your. Uh... Your thoughts and your actions whilst you'll stare at you. It looks an awful lot like Sergeant Slaughter, doesn't it? <laughs> I, you know, I could possibly comment. Wouldn't say anything like that. That would be terrible. Uh, looks better than the than the pictures and that kind of thing. And I don't have any paint rubs or fair juice for that. Does uh, the do the lines go all the way to the top of the vest? Uh, no. Brilliant. <laughs> Um, no, in, in my case, they do. Oh, well, don't say no then. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's a lie. The, weld, the welding in the pictures, it looks like it's it's coming apart at the shoulders, but actually there's a bit of black on the front piece of weld, so it makes the welding more pronounced, if such a thing can make sense. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's... He's improved in quality each time he's gone along. Um this SV on the pants is a nice touch. I do like it. Um, you know, corners have been cut along the way, but this seems to be a little improvement. Every time is a little improvement. Um, you know, it's hey, it's, it's it's a great homage to the uh, the Hasbro backing card that the corners are getting cut. <laughs> but in this instance, you know, um, not in love with it, but not terrible. Okay, well done. Would, would you would you buy it again? A specific you, one, not that one that you've got right there, but it's it's like someone showed that to you and you're in a shop and they said thirty eight pound, please. Would you would you pay for it? This is where it gets you because you're like, oh my god, I paid thirty eight pound for it. Okay. You, you could have got one of your weird takeaways that you get. I know, but what I could have done was um, I could have, but also to recoup that, uh, I have a Mitton card one for sale, so they. <laughs> no one wants it. Uh, Johnny, I saw you playing with the Bastion Booger there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it arrived today. I thought I'll open it. In fact, it's the first time I've opened all my zombie figures, which I've got Dino Bravo, Jeff Jarrett, and Earl Hebner as well. But this could have been the figure of the year had it not just been more bigger in all aspects. It's just too small. And it's such a shame because it could have been excellent. Yeah, it needs to be bigger. I just have Savio beside it here. It does need to be bigger, but it's very good. It's very good. But I know, big, but the, yeah. I do think the massive um, part of why it's not good, and unfortunately, that ruins the figure completely. So it doesn't Maybe. look right with anyone, really. Even like Dino Bravo, Dino Bravo's more wider than 
and Bastion Buggers. So. What about Luna? If you put next to Luna, it might work. Well, don't have that shit. <laughs> Available to purchase from our friend Pablo. Um, <laughs> Diana, Diana mm-hmm. Hearts. What are you saying, Dan? Send him a message. Pablo, look after you. <laughs> I was looking at a joke, mate. It wasn't it was a sales pitch. But yeah, just drop, drop Pablo a message. You've got loads of them. Um, Diana Hotsmith was also shown off uh, next to the British Bulldog uh, and the Million Dollar Man. Um, why? 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 <laughs> you want what? people to buy it. You want people to remember the match. So you put Ted in there. What? It looks like um, her husband was giving her away or selling her to Million Dollar Man. But, I um, can only think, think that they're putting next to Ted DiBiase because he's the smallest Hasbro figure. So you try to make him look some sort of normal next to this new woman and it kind of does in fact I'd probably say this is the closest they've got to nailing a retro female as it stands well, yeah, I mean, like, size wise I mean I mean they should have put next to a bastion booger she looked like a giant yeah she towered over him in no way shape or form do I want this but based on that picture it looks as good as it could possibly do at this stage so fair play on that one. I'm actually on team Adam with this. Uh and bit of a completist with this sort of thing, a bit too compulsive. Like the first time I stopped myself was Calpol Men on a Mission, and it was more not nobody t- told me what to do, but like so many people pointed out how wrong what he was doing was that uh I stopped myself. So I don't know. I probably will get it. Like it's it's hard to cough up these 30 somethings every time though when an epic is 25, a zombie is something similar. Um, and like streets ahead, I know like some of them have issues from time to time, but when you look at that Bruiser Brody and Raven figures compared to this Savio here, you know, the solid that's that's a big thing to point out is Raven was $45. So Raven on the surface was eight dollars more than the Savio. Or really about eighty dollars more, <laughs> like in like Oh, yeah. if if you live in America, yeah, yeah, on the yeah. surface as a as an American, um, we also saw a drawing of of ninety seven British Bulldog. Um, who does it look like, Dan? The drawing, nineteen ninety one Macho Man in purple trunks. That's good, then. Um, yeah, I mean the the jacket looked nice in the drawing. Uh, not much you can really go off with a drawing, but it, it looked fine. It's a drawing, all right. It's certainly a drawing. Not a tracing. Not a tracing. A drawing. If um, if David Boy lived another ten years, that's what it'd look like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also saw today. We saw the Zombie Sailor Toys two pack. Um, this is quite a discussion point, I think, because some people asked our split on this. Is um so the pre the two pack being Nick Gage and Matt Cardona from their GCW match, which um I'll be honest, I streamed. Um any thoughts initially, Adam? Come to you. I mean, the thoughts straight away. The first thing that everyone's gonna look at with this is the arms because they're awful as usual. Um Nick Gage looks ace, um, looks really good, especially the spur head. Um, looks extremely like him. Don't think they've quite nailed Cardona facially. I don't think it looks like him. Uh, I'm a bit confused on Cardona's vest that looks pink. It might be the lighting. 
but if it's meant to be the blood dripping down onto the vest, they, they haven't got that at all. Um, but I mean, yeah, I'm not I'm not into death matches. It's not something that I I enjoy. But Nick Gage looks alright. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be stained stained blood on the top. Yeah, like like the vest mixed blood and sweat together, so it became more pink. I think it was quite accurate from what I've seen of it. I, I haven't seen the match because I don't care, and I'm surprised that this match has got so much attention, especially in the figure world. And two years later, when well, I mean, it gets hyped up sort of every every few weeks, isn't it? Um, on the major pod, I think that's probably why. But I think the Match itself, I mean, GCW has a a cult following, for use of a better word. So I'd say it's it was so well when the figure fans are also GCW fans. Whether that's a small margin, which I think it is, um, and whether it will sell two thousand. And um, have we heard about the price of this? Well, here's the thing. So obviously, Zombie said it cost around a hundred thousand dollars to make. Which works out at fifty dollars per set. Um, that's just to make it, and obviously you don't want to put at least what thirty five percent markup on at least. So you'd imagine ninety dollars. What do they normally go for? A zombie figures at forty five, forty forty five. Yeah, forty for a standard Raven was forty five. Right. So in actuality, it should be eighty or ninety dollars. But are they going to charge more because it costs so much to produce them? And these are what was his words? A two pack. I, don't know. I can't remember. And to end all two packs. Yeah, that was the one. So it's going to maybe be... because people will look at it and go, "Please, I'm never buying a two pack ever again." <laughs> um, I find his maths difficult to believe. I think it's probably soaping people up to max out what he might get uh, in sales. Um, I think it looks brilliant. I am buying it absolutely. Um, I love the card. I love the card so much that I collect them loose. That I love the card so much. Would I get to? Depends on price points. If it's going to be as high as I think it is, no. You're as high as I think you are if you're buying it. Um, because I think if you, it's ninety dollars. Say say ninety dollars is the price point plus tax. If you're obviously in America, so that's a hundred dollars easy, or plus shipping in our case, which is going to be what hundred and ten dollars for you, Dan. Yeah, something something along them lines. It, it, to get it into your hand, it'll be over a hundred of your pounds. I'd and you can take it off the bubble, and then you could be a card owner. Fantastic, wonderful. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see if you can gauge where to price it. Yep, knew that oh. was coming. <laughs> that door was too wrought down. <laughs> uh, uh, we also saw a Gage and Cardona ringside collectibles two pack, which is sort of in the re- superstar style, not the retro style. Uh, they had like different styles, different figures they had before. When they were in WWE, they had masks on. When they're out of WWE, they had masks off. And Mark Sterling had one, they had a referee one, some other people. So they have got like a line with ringside collectibles in this sort of thing. Um, I personally prefer this to the Zombie Sailor one. I think it captures the sort of cartoonish thing that I look for in, in wrestling figures. I think it's close to BCA. I know it's like I know it's the old AWA style, but it's closer to BCA, so that's probably why you like it. I, I think it looks horrendous, to be honest. Um, I don't see why. 
grown up. I know we're talking about dolls here, um, but I don't know why a grown up would want that. I don't get it. Oh, I, I don't want it. I'm just saying it looks better than the other one. Yeah. <laughs> when we go on about zombies' arms being too big, this has got the opposite problem where the arms are like T Rexes. Um, it's a fun set. You're right. It is kind of fun. Um, it comes with a few more weapons, I think, and a nice championship belt, which looks quite good, actually. So maybe people will just get into for that belt, to be honest. Yeah, I think also it's a GCW belt, which I don't think has been done in figure form before. Um, but I think the reason I prefer this to the other one is just that it's not trying to be anything. It's not trying to be ultra-realistic, um, which, in my opinion, the zombie one does miss the mark on that. I think Nick Gage looks like he could eat an apple for a tennis racket. And um, the Cardona one's not doing a facial expression that he's in a death match. He's just looking like he's clipped in post. You know what I mean? Like, he's just not doing anything. So I think it's where that's trying to be quite realistic. It's it, it failed a little bit. So it's sort of not... doesn't look like how they looked in the match. As I said, the second head on Nick Gage, brilliant. I think they put that on the first one. Lovely. I get what you're saying. Um. I do question the timing of releasing this ringside news. Uh, why wouldn't they release this before Zombie made an announcement? Because surely these would be much more easy to produce or they've had it maybe ready for quite some time. Is there some agreement where they couldn't announce it until Zombie showed off these figures? Or is there I'd, something I'd non- so. I'd, that's the only thing that makes sense is that what people don't want to happen is they show off the two pack, uh, the sort of Renko style one, and then people buy that, and then Zombie releases his one that's cost him a hundred grand, and people then say, "Oh, I don't need that one. I've I've got this one now." Um, yeah, so, but that, uh, that's the only reason to sell the ringside one because it's like oh, I can't think of a good analogy, but you know, you're buying something. If you're going to buy one, you're going to buy the better one, right? Yeah, you just buy one to have one if you're a fan of that match. But I was going to say that this will be very, very have a very exclusive person that will buy this, and I would imagine most people would buy both anyway. Yeah, it's it's hard hard to. This isn't a pattern said. It is hard to gauge from our end because you think I'm not a fan of either of these sets, so I can't speak on people that are. Um. It's hard to judge whether people are going to want to purchase both of them, one of them, or none of them. I think that's what would be the yeah. The, one thing I think the only chance that ringside had to sell quite a few was if the other pack wasn't released yet. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, was, yeah. They like screwed themselves over in a way. But whether they needed something from Zombie for it, maybe the accessories. Don't know. Don't know. But they're all new. They're all new molds for the retros. Anyway, you could have, you could have cut a corner and and just release repaints. But there's all new molds for for Gage and for and for Cardona and the, and the bodies and the clothes do look good. Yeah, and the pizza cutter moves, which is quite fun. It's on a little thingy. Yeah, uh, you know, and the light, the light tube for a plastic accessory is quite sharp. And if you plug that into the wall, that will that will light your front room up. It's the next uh, next thing. Uh, what else did you get from Zombie Dan? Did you say your other ones turned up? 
Mm, no, every, everything is turned up. The Series 2 turned up. I opened it the other day and the um, booger I got today. And I don't know whether to take it off the card or not because I don't know whether he's shitting it that he's, he's like I said, this is the only orange card booger. And I never get lovely cards and I don't care. But this is such a lovely card that I'm like, hmm, if it's a kind of a rare thing. So um, if you take it off the card, you'll put it in your loft like some sort of weird Irish Anne Frank and you'll never look at it again. So just yeah, just just leave it on leave on his card. Especially if it doesn't match up with the other figures size-wise and like scale-wise, much better on the card. Or use it to send nudes. I don't think I will do that. Be like, hey, it's the size of this Bastion Booger figure. Look how big he is in real life. You can use those little tiny cans of coke as well that you uh, get. Uh, how did a, a wrestling figure turn into an angle for major sexual harassment to you? <laughs> you do anything with a phone nowadays. <laughs> my uh, my dad met my old stepmom over the phone. Interesting fact. Here we go. Is today's episode Jamie's Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it was um, it was a lone one. Always at home one day, and they got a cold call, and it was my stepmom. Phoned him up to send to some sort of tele sales call. Um, he chatted her up for 20 minutes and then they went and met in the park in London and they got married a year later. Not unsure of it, really. This is a nice story, Jamie. You don't expect that from you. They did get divorced. Um, yeah, we go. That's <laughs> 12 years later. And then, uh, obviously, she, he sold the house and then she kept the money for the house, moved to Texas, where she met someone um, through, through Facebook poker they met. True come on, story. Come on, Jamie. Come on. You can <laughs> use poker. Come on. No. Um, she went all in and moved out. Uh went moved out there. But yeah, she lived in Texas for a bit. And then my dad, so like he's a taxi driver. Um, Gary's taxis in your the Sinister area. Um so he one R. Like, one R, one R Gary. Uh so he was like basically met my brother was obviously like doing some stuff for him. Um and he was like, oh, I'll buy you a drink next time we see you in the pub. So my brother went to the pub and my dad was just sat there with this woman. And he was like, you're right. My dad was like, you're all right, how's it going? He was like, yeah, he's all right. He's like, oh, I went to the toilet. And he apparently, like, when I walked out the toilet, my dad was, like, very shady looking around for him. So all day was just very shady, like, looking out for him and, and sort of seeing so he was looking over. And eventually, my brother goes to the toilet again. He comes out, my dad's just quickly running out the door, pushing this woman out on a wheelchair. Um, they're on a date apparently. You always keep it a secret. So, Gary Wills, wheelchair lover. This is impossible to react to. It's not. It's fine. Um, she'd been hit by no, no, she isn't now. They often never got married. They um, so my dad's got four kids with my mum, all boys. I'm the youngest of those four, and then I've got a stepbrother with my old stepmom and then my dad's got a kid with my old stepmom which is my brother Tommy he's like 24 now and then he had a kid 11 years ago with with old wheelchair Lisa um so she's like didn't feel anything <laughs> given birth I imagine just straight out of there <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he's um all boys that's us and uh what is even 11 year old brother 2011 he was born, so yeah, 12 years now. 12, very good. Very 12. good. 
That's he is, it. but Dabba Daddy uses it as an excuse to leave early. Anywhere we go, he's just like, oh, but oh, no, he's, he's playing up. And he's, he's not, he's just sat there. But, um, it's not a bother. <laughs> <laughs> but then like, I flashed back to being a kid and the amount of times I used to hear, I better go, he's playing up. And I, I wasn't. And it's just nice to see that it's it's consistent, really. Yeah. It's just a miserable, even on my wedding day, 6pm, better go, he's playing up. Fucked off. <laughs> Everyone thinks you guys are horrible. Why? Because if you're always playing up. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we went just in general. Talking about old Gary, we want to... And how is he? We talking to him this week. Any crack, no? <laughs> I told <laughs> you, no. I went, uh, went to his house. Oh, did, tri- yeah. Went to his house for trick-or-treating with my son. Um, So I drove over there, especially. It was raining. And I was like, well, the son's four. So he didn't know what trick-or-treating is. So I was like, we'll just knock on some doors. And uh, we'll just sort of see. So... <laughs> Knocked on my dad's door and he gave him, he opened the door, he's like, all right, and did the trick-or-treating. And he's like, oh, one second. Comes back, gives him a gives him a Jakeman's cough suite. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Then just closed the door. I said, like, oh, cheers, good seeing you, actually. I'll see you at Christmas. <laughs> Fucking cough suite. Um, yeah. that's, that's just good. That's good. So he didn't buy anything off Zombie Sailor or Crappers and Gimmicks at any point? No. No, he's not a he's not a fan. Um he's a fan of wiping his arse on cats, but he's not a fan of buying this. <laughs> so that's, a, that's the rated one odd superstar, Gary. We'll get a t-shirt, mate. Um FTC are up next with uh, the wrestling figure signs. Um, Dan, I don't think I sent you this. It is on the 3POA page if you are there. but um, I saw it. I do watch what I'm supposed to watch. That's good. Um, so, it's going to be similar to Sammy Guevara had a micro baller that come out with yeah. um, a wipe clean board on it. And I said, anything that wrestling fans like and that's things that you can wipe clean. <laughs> you know what? It's a great little idea is this. I yeah. mean, you could make it for so cheap. But I do hope they sell a few. Because <clears throat> he's a Jake really, really cool Jake Wins cough suite, Adam. I know a guy, he's got loads. Um, one thing to note on the promo picture the guy in blue is so sassy. Go back and have a look at the guy in blue. He's just like half twisted, going, Oh, yeah, he is. He's my son, baby. He reminds <laughs> me of um, Jack from Will and Grace. Oh, Jack, I don't respect that level of sass. It's a good level of sass. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, science wise, brilliant. I think they're great. I think FTC they announced last week they're switching from their sort of Jack's bodies, like the, the old Jack's Rufus Aggression oh, ones, yeah. to... and they just got reefed <laughs> <laughs> more of an elite style, which is fine. And they, they reuse quite a lot of parts. I think Pablo was on the other week and said, like, how disappointed he was at some things, but they, they're good at making clothes, which. It's fine. Yeah, the, the way the one, two, three kid and Mr. Hughes look the same. Yeah, <laughs> that's them. <laughs> um, yeah, all in all, perfectly fine. I think they um they do some like quite innovative things. FTC, yeah. some things work, some things don't. I think this this could work. It's simple, simple, but also I mixed effective. this up. I didn't I didn't know about this. I mixed this up. I mixed this up with a guy selling neon saturday night's main event and wwf signs that i saw on instagram and i can't remember the name of it now and they look so cool oh yeah different different thing mate this is a a blank piece of 
of, of wipe clean board with a free pen. Get your head around that. All right, that sounds shit. <laughs> to be fair, Jazz was Mr. Trick not releasing that with Sam McGavara instead of having like they hit me up five, five times instead. It's like made no sense. The um the little error they made with the the Sammy Guevara boards when that first came out the the figure. Do you remember then they all just said hit me up on it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so they could just have some blank sheets and pop a little pen in the back or something. Yeah, being easier. I'm not sure how a pen would have worked in this. I guess they could fit some shit cards in there. She could fit a pen in there. Uh, we also saw the LWO set. Um, the price of it would be around £105 from Mattel Creations. It's harsh, that, I think. Considering, I th- like, the elites are normally about 20, you'd think they'd actually give a bit of a reduction for it all together, because um, it's going to save them a lot on packaging and stuff like that for it all being together. So, slightly harsh. It's around what you pay for five elites, but considering they're all together, yeah, harsh. I, th- I think for our US brothers and sisters, it's a brand price. They now sure ringed it into starting. It's $100 uh, in America. Um, yeah. And the exchange rate for the UK, which made sense, one hundred and five dollars a pound. Yeah, because they're taxing us on the plane, the VAT, where you don't need to unless it's over one hundred and forty quid or something. It makes no sense anyway. Bastards. Um, yeah, but well, yeah, I think the set looks fine. Um, Selena Vega with her little flag from. They didn't call her that. No, little flag from the backlash <laughs> set. Just to clarify for any listeners out there, you may have thought I said something else. This LWO has lasted longer than the original LWO. That's crazy. No, um, I think we we saw them. They were like a dark match before SmackDown, Adam, didn't we? Yeah, one of them injured. One of them injured themselves, didn't they? Yes. So one one match to watch, I think, with the LWO, they had a match with Tony D'Angelo. What's his little friends called? Stacks and something else. Stacks, there's those three of them at one point. The family, I think they were called. But they had a match in NXT against against then. So it was it was when they were Legado del Fantasma. Um, really good match. Really good build up to it. So if you know if you're gonna watch one match, watch um Legado del Fantasma versus. I'm pretty sure they were called the family. It was Tony D'Angelo, Stacks, and then like whatever the last one was called, Nancy or something. I'm not sure. Some at Donovan, I think it was called. It was Cole. It was called Cole something in AEW, isn't he? Yeah. Um, tell you what, I've got the internet in front of me. I can uh, I can find out. Talk amongst yourselves. Stop showing off, Jamie, just because you've got an internet. <laughs> you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll catch up one day out there. Um, Tony Gianjo, Channing Lorenzo. That's that. Tr- Troy Donovan. Yeah, Troy Donovan. I have a DJ bouncing beats behind me here. It's supposedly the the toy this Christmas. It's for my son's birthday. So, yeah. So, uh, what does that do? Is that one that you can talk into and it repeats it back yeah. to you? Is that the one? Yes, it is. Bear with, bear with. We're on the same top as you. <laughs> Who's the best, Gary? One hour or two. Amazing, right? 
Who needs shooty uh, when you've got a? Uh, <laughs> you've got that. Ask it. Do you want to buy some tarmac? <laughs> See what he comes back with. Um, so yeah, if you want to watch one um, LWA match or Legado del Fantasma, give that a watch. But hopefully that wasn't on um, Fenton's Hall of Fame list, which we'll come to in a second. Brilliant. Any other news that I've missed that you guys can think of? Uh, Andre the Giant is on sale on Black Friday. And again, I think it's back to kind of rubbing people up that things cost X when they may not. Like, so it was like $30 and I'm just breaking even. Uh, I don't believe that. No, it makes sense, is it? With the scale quantities, the fact that it's a repaint mostly bar a different head, appreciate that. Um, yeah, something Mitch would say, yeah, yeah. And uh, and he said it's unprecedented that a figure in hand drops, it isn't. No, it really isn't. It's a good one, okay, fair enough. Besides the blue Hayabusa, but <laughs> I mean, we, yeah, I mean, what do we see? This year we've seen some that just dropped. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah, yeah. So. I think Takahashi was like a few weeks, wasn't it? But it wasn't a long wait. Yeah, no, it was like completely acceptable what went on. And it, yeah. and it was in stock as well when they put it up for for order. Yes, the Takahashi with the, with the cat. Um, Jono, your your Hall of Fame matches uh, every time we get someone new one that hasn't done it before except for pablo because we forgot to do it that week we go through your three hall of fame matches it could be anything that you have uh come across in your life that you'd like to introduce to the hall of fame for example adam picked a house show match and i picked a world rumble so johnny what's your first one i will preface this by saying these three could change at any time and they have done throughout the year so it's probably the same for you guys as well so this is kind of just like the flavor of the month almost um first one bit of an obvious one probably in a lot of people's lists it is undertaker versus Shawn michaels WrestleMania 25 the first time yeah 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 so that match was the first one where i thought the undertaker could lose this and they had a lot of really close finishes and stuff it was very back and forward and it really, actually, for the first time in years, got me sort of out of my seat a bit and, you know, just didn't know which way it was going to go. Um, really it was before cool. a time that New Japan and NXT did that to death, so it really meant something. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't really done that much at the time. There's no AEW, there's no NXT. Yeah, so that was kind of like the first match that really sort of done that. And sparked emotion for someone that I hadn't watched in years. So was it was very... the first that was the first match that I remember the streak being like an I think maybe Edge the year before might have been the first time that the streak was actually like a thing. Yeah. I mean where um and I think only a few years after then then it's become like an actual unbeatable thing. But I think for a few years there was it was around but it wasn't mentioned as much. I think maybe like a few throw, throwaway comments where like JL would say Oh, Undertaker's undefeated at WrestleMania, but it wouldn't actually make it into a streak. Yeah, Flair and Triple H, it was just kind of started being mentioned. Yeah, like, so that was 17 and 18, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, I think that was, for me, that match is better than the second, and the second was good, very good, but they had a few. Which one's the one with the dive? And he almost died. I don't know. That's one of them. <laughs> It's been a while uh, since I've seen it. 
So Taker jumped over the ropes, Dan, and like. No, I know he did it with, yeah. with Mark Henry as well, didn't he? We well, were supposed to. The cameraman was supposed to catch him, but then he ended up just like, not. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, no. they were both. They were both matches were so good, like, and they're both towards the last end of their career as well. That's not because yeah. Shawn Michaels come back in two thousand two. I mean, when was this? Two thousand ten, two thousand nine, two thousand nine. Because I, uh, to be honest, I wasn't watching wrestling at all at that time. I think I watched the Royal Rumble and then WrestleMania, but nothing else for like years. So I was, I was watching the vacuum. So it was all just about that match. It was. No build up or anything for me, it was just the match. Was that the rumble that was like at was it in Madison Square Garden, or was that the year after? Um, oh god, I think it would have been the year Randy after Orton, because Randy Orton won it that year. Oh, yeah, so that, that, yeah, oh, yeah, 09 would have been Orton because Cena was 08, which was Madison Square Garden, which was the year before, yeah, which makes sense. Um, because yeah, Taker and Taker won in 2007. He um, they had that ongoing rivalry then because Taker and Shawn were the last two, yeah. and then they were the first two for two thousand eight, and also that then rolled into this. And then there's a HBK come in the chamber. Is that right? Yeah, to take the I took the title off Undertaker because he was oh his thing was I'm going to face the Undertaker for like six months before that, and he was like, well, no, you're not. I'm the mm. champion of another show, and then he made a, a bit of him. The SmackDown title. Through interference, he said it's the only way he'll fight me. Da, da, da. Very good. We all knew it was going to happen, but like if you were younger or whatever, it'd be a lovely story. Like that was a year after. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, so um, Jericho won the belt in that match, I think. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, but I think it was a year after how we got that match. Yeah, because he wanted another goal and he couldn't get the other goal, and yeah, yeah that was it. Yeah, that's all very well done. Uh, what's number two on your list? Number two, uh, ultimate fanboy had to be a Bret Hart match because I'm a huge Bret Hart fan. And I think long and hard because it isn't something that really stands out as being one really good match. But I'll think back to my childhood and the one that really put Bret Hart on the map for me was his Intercontinental Championship win against Mr. Perfect, um, SummerSlam 91. And didn't we watch this as like a... Thing we did for three PO way back in the day as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. It was like it was like the first time I'd watched it from start to finish the match. Yeah, so it's quite fresh in my mind in terms of I've watched it recently and yeah, holds up. And Mister Perfect, what a wrestler as well, you know. So happy to have both of them in the Hall of Fame. He um he bumps like anything in that match, doesn't he? It's just oh, good. yeah, oh, good. very good. And that's one where he rips his singlet. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of the only thing that puts it off for me because it, I don't like the image of a rip single. It just didn't... It's kind awkward, of like... Awkward boner, yeah. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I think that happens. I, I, I do because it was something different to make it memorable. Like, looking back now, I loved it as a kid because, oh, Bret Hart's great, Bret Hart's great, and then you see it as an adult, you're like, oh, Mr. Perfect's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, yeah, I mean, there was something about the awkward sharpshot at the end, but I understand how he got into that position, but I still think he could have got it in a bit better. But still, very, um, like, like a good creative finish, and I liked it. And, and, and what is underrated is Stu and Helen in the audience and Heenan slagging them. Yeah, <laughs> always good. 
Um, what's your what's your third and final pick? This is kind of what I'm thinking about with flavor of the month because this has changed and it's only just sort of come back into my memory. And there's a tag match at SummerSlam '90, and it's not the one you may think of, the Half Foundation defeat and demolition. It was the Rockers versus Power and Glory in the opening match. Now, in all intents and purposes, this was a handicap match. And this was a amazing story of trying to fight against the odds, but Marty Chinetti put in a hell of a performance with Shawn Michaels being injured that day. So I would I would probably say it's more like a handicap match than it is a tag match. And it was just really good storytelling. Marty got over massively. But ultimately, as always, like it should happen all the time. The numbers game always wins. So Aaron Glory got that win. But it was just perfect, perfect story, perfect match. But for what they had to like overcome in terms of Sean meeting. It's amazing. I was so, so fascinated by it as a kid. I rented that tape a few times to watch that. And like, you know, when you're little, you're like, oh, you know, maybe they'll get him this time or <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. so. <laughs> I would say on, on the face of it, you would think that that was a shocker for anyone's top three, yep. but it's not because it's a really quality match. Um, oh, I remember oh, I was a massive Marginetti fan, so I remember that match well. And yeah, yeah, what a great match! Good pick. I think it's it's, it's important to get across. Obviously, it's it's not the best three matches that Jonathan thinks have ever happened in wrestling. It's it's personal three yeah. matches. So obviously, my three matches would be different. As Johnny said, like month for month, you I go can't through. Even remember what I put in? Right. <laughs> that's how you had two kids. Um, <laughs> so I think that's like because I, I go through stages where I'll like watch Survivor Series coming up. I'll watch Survivor Series matches. Um, likewise, war games. I'm like, I'm like, I watch some old war game matches, and then it reminds you of certain matches. Whatever's fresh in the mind a lot of the time. I think um, the Rumble coming up. I think sort of. Let's have a look at sort of the best rumbles that we think. Obviously, '92 is up there for me, and I'm guessing a lot of people have sort of special, special memories of of that rumble and so on. But from from about '06, they all meld. But um, the one with the Undertaker and Shawn finishing, and the one Nakamura won were quality rumbles. And then there's been some dog shit ones as well. Oh yeah, there's been some horrific ones. The one with Lesnar was the, like the first 15 people. Were chucked out. I was yeah, and I thought like, oh, this might be all right because it's something different, and it got really fucking boring. Like, mm. so. and then it picked up in the second half, and Edge came back and stuff. So I th- yeah, I, yeah I, could, I agree. I think the women's rumble, I think, was good at the start as well, and that's once again turned a bit a bit. They, they, they don't have the roster sometimes, and then they bring people in for one shots, which is great and a lovely thing about Royal Rumbles, but it's way too much of it in the women's one. It's you know, it's getting better year on year. To be fair. But the lady is a nice thing. That's the end. Not yes, of the yes, ladies. Yeah. Um, that's, that's everything we had to cover for this week. Um, also, keep it on our Facebook. We'll have some round two and three of the pointies going up, which will be, sorry, round three and four. I do apologize. The Mattel Retros and Superstars uh, put slash other, but there was no other other on there. In that category will be Hall and Nash 2-pack. Uh, not Hall and Oates, very different people. Um, no can do uh, Hogan and Six two pack Jerry Lawler retro Doink retro Macho Man superstars Doink superstars Hogan standard superstars, which is not the chase one, the yellow pants one, Batman Bigelow superstars, Mr. Perfect superstars, and Captain Lou Albano 
superstars. You can say you're out of touch, huh? Um, not a lot of retro representation, huh? Um, there's enough. I think not the um, huh? to the the best line out to do. Well, no, you've got to think. I've you've got one, two, three, technically six retros in there. With the Hall and Nash, the Hogan Six, Jerry Lawler and Doink. But anyway, that's the uh, the end of the episode in a nutshell. So it was good. It's good having you both on. Thanks for seeing it through. It was Enjoy good. Crap. I'll see you in a bit. Bye. Bye. Bye.